Now, self cannot be known, as I've said, so long as we are living it or are it. Self is really, at least the totality of self, is only known once it is gone, in its absence. We know it by what is not there anymore, what is not functioning, what is absent, and so forth. That is how we at least know the totality of self. Self is also, first and foremost, an experience. It is not an idea in our heads. You see, before we can have any idea of self, we, it must first be an experiential reality. Otherwise, the term self would never have arisen. Where did we get the idea of self from? Some people say it's a false idea, but where did we get it from? We get it from our experience. Self, in fact, is man's most immediate experience. And I repeat that. Self is man's most immediate experience. Everything else is, is mediated experience. But unmediated experience, or the most immediate experience, is, or, or how should we say that, it's the most unmediated experience, is self. All other experiences are mediated through self. We said we wanted to start before there was any, before man was around. And so we're going to start with the animal. And let us say that this is, that for right now, let us say that this represents, this circle represents the animal's brain. He is the center and all of his neurological system. And this is a sensory brain, in other words, and only a sensory brain. In other words, it only, as it were, looks outward and takes in, and here I say looks outward, and it takes in and responds to everything that's coming inward, everything that touches it. And this is the animal's sensory brain. And I've often thought, what would it take to go from this step, the animal, if God wanted to create man, what would he have to do? What is it, the next step, you might say? You know, it is so clever and so ingenious. Of course, every creative act of God is. And it's also extremely simple. You know, without any lightning or thunder, all God really had to do was to take the sensory brain and bend it on itself. And now, the animal, and this is no longer an animal. Now the sensory brain not only looks outward and responds to what is outward, in the bending of this brain, now what does it see? It sees itself. And voila, self is born, consciousness is born. And let me say right here, I, I'd like to make a comment here that there really is no such thing as evolution as such, or at least as we use to understand it. You see, however, whatever gradations or the ordering of the universe there is, nothing new comes into existence without God's creative act. Very simple act, to go from one flower to another flower, one species to another. God need only just alter maybe a chromosome, alter a few cells, very silent, very quiet. But you see, what we see is something new coming forth. 
And that's what we call evolution, is the change we see. You know, it's like uh, the creative act reminds me of dropping a bomb, you see. Now, we don't know. We didn't actually see that bomb hit the ground. We didn't even know it was coming. But we all stand there and we marvel at all the change that it brings about. The whole terrain changes, you see. So the problem is that, that you know, with, the, with the idea of evolution is that we can't catch God in the act. God acts as instantaneous, a divine act. And I have experienced this myself as instantaneous. And at first we don't know, we're we aware of that, but we don't know what has changed. We don't know what has happened. Time will show us that. We will experience that change. But in the immediacy of it, we just don't know. We know there's been a change. We're not really sure what. So for God, so strictly speaking, in the strict sense, there is no such thing as evolution. Because every, every change, everything, is brought about by creative act. Only it's just that we cannot catch God in the act because it's so swift in so fast. And maybe some of you have had that experience. Well, you know there's a sudden change, but you don't know what. At that moment, you don't know what that was. It's only in retrospect, when all the dust has settled in my sight, that now we notice the, the, the change. So, I mean, I'm not saying that this was, that this was exactly how man came to be, but we do have a sensory brain, and this, this and the fact that it's bending on itself is what gives us consciousness or self. The animals are not conscious beings. They are not aware of themselves. Their senses look outward. The senses have a wisdom of their own. Let's not underrate the, the, the animal sensory system. It is still a mystery to us. It is that profound. Um, but many people are upset when you say, that animals have no consciousness. And to those people I say, don't worry. Everything that God has made knows its maker. All things know their maker. So don't worry about the animals. They have a different way of knowing. God only knows how they know God. And the plants, the elements, all things know their maker. Now, man's specific way of knowing its maker, though, is going to be through consciousness, because this is how God made it to be, and this is our dimension, our communication uh, with God is consciousness ourselves. So now we no longer have this. Uh, this is no longer just a sensory brain, and always try to keep in mind that when talking about Whenever I'm using a circle, this mind is constantly bending on itself. And I call this, which is the knowing self. Now, consciousness consists of two different dimensions of experience. And one dimension alone, which we're going to talk about first, is the knowing self. Now, on an unconscious level, an unconscious, I mean, you're not normally aware of it, this mind is all bending on itself. And the what, what consciousness really is more than anything else is the act of bending. Consciousness is a dynamic thing. It isn't just staring at ourselves. It's the very act of the mind bending on itself, which is the kind of the essence or, or, or the uh, 
um, in other words, consciousness is an act. It's not just a thing. It's a dynamic act. And in this act, the mind bends on itself. And in bending on itself, knows itself. And here we get the term self. Here we look at where we're... But on the unconscious level, it is constantly bending on itself, which is why I call it reflexive. This is an autonomous... Uh, uh, mechanism. It's not under our control. We did not choose to be human. This is what it means to be human, is to have an or be really reflexive consciousness. And so, like a muscle, you know, it is a reflexive mechanism. And that thought, and I really want to stress the word reflex, because that is the nature of the unconscious level. Now, when we talk about the conscious level, or when we are aware of our own self-awareness, when we become aware, you might say, of this reflexive being that we are, um, then we come to the conscious level of consciousness, and I call that re the reflective level of consciousness. And we do have some control over this reflective level. We can choose to look inward, look inward, we look at ourselves, kind of a self-examination, or we can choose not to. And, um, but on an unconscious level, we don't have that choice. The mind is always bending on itself. Now, this is very important to understand because in many of these meditative techniques, <clears throat> in the meditative techniques that we hear about, quieting, quieting the mind, um, and many people claim that they're no longer aware of themselves and so on. That, we can, we can actually, with practice, have some control over this reflective level. We can become so silent and, and in a way no longer really looking at ourselves. That, however, the reflexive level of consciousness is going right on. So later on we will talk about this um, um, experience and, and reality that we call ecstasy. But for right now, I just want to get across that consciousness is composed of two different, of the knowing self, has two different levels. One is the unconscious level and one is the conscious level. But altogether I just call it consciousness and altogether I just call it self. So. Um, we're, you know, we're aware of ourselves all the time, whether we're aware of it or not, we are aware of ourselves. And it doesn't matter if also, as we can see, because of this reflexive mechanism, consciousness is dual. The, the knowing self, anyway, is a dual system. Because the way we know ourselves is an object to ourselves. And it doesn't matter which side we say is the subjective side. Because, because the object, because they're identical. The subject is the object here. We often hear this idea that the subject is the object, but this only refers to consciousness, to self. The primary object of consciousness is always itself. The primary object of self is always self. 
So it doesn't matter whether we call it subject or object. Many people make a mistake. They mistake what we might call a sensory object, like a stone or a table. And then they say, well, here I'm the subject and that's the object. But they're not identical. This is, this is a mistake. They're, they're not identical. What is identical, however, is the subject and object of consciousness. They are the same thing. And that's the first thing we see is this subject and object of consciousness. So the object is just the subjective, is the, the objective, this is just the objective self and the subjective self. How do we, how do, have I put that in the past? Um, this is just the subject objectified, you might say. Some woman, when, when I was going over this uh, demonstration, she said she was a, a biologist and um, zoologist and she said she really understood this um had a feeling for this reflexive mechanism and she she kind of made the the gesture this way you see and her idea was that what this mechanism is and i don't know on a biological level what it is that it's the exchange that it's one side of the brain knowing and seeing each other, seeing one another. It's the exchange between the two. You see, now I don't know how that works, but somehow it made sense to her. And as I say, I'm not interested in the biological aspect of it, except that this knowing self, and the fact it is dualistic, is simply our experience. Nothing is more immediate, you know, than, hey, you know, what am I or who am I? Well, I'm myself. 